0: For the Love of Language and Writing presents Guide to the TOEFL, Listening. The TOEFL Listening section assesses two things, your basic English listening comprehension and your ability to understand, connect, and synthesize information that you've heard. It contains two types of tasks. You will hear three to four lectures, each three to five minutes long and two to three conversations, about three minutes long. You will have 41 to 57 minutes to complete this section. First, listen to this astronomy lecture on the seasons. One of the fundamental facts of life at Earth's mid-latitudes is that there are significant variations in the heat we receive from the sun during the course of the year. We thus divide the year into seasons, each with its different amount of sunlight. The difference between seasons gets more pronounced the farther north or south from the equator we travel, and the seasons in the southern hemisphere are opposite of what we find on the northern half of Earth. Many people believed that the seasons were the result of the changing distance between the Earth and Sun. This sounds reasonable at first. It should be colder when Earth is farther from the Sun. But the facts don't bear out this hypothesis. Although Earth's orbit around the Sun is an ellipse, its distance from the Sun varies by only about 3%. That's not enough to cause significant variations in the Sun's heating. Additionally. Earth is actually closest to the Sun in January, when the Northern Hemisphere is in the middle of winter. If distance were the governing factor, why would the two hemispheres have opposite seasons? As Earth travels around the Sun, in June the Northern Hemisphere leans into the Sun and is more directly illuminated. In December, the situation is reversed. The Southern Hemisphere leans into the Sun. And the northern hemisphere leans away. In September and March, Earth leans sideways, neither into the sun nor away from it, so the hemispheres are equally favored with sunshine. How does the sun's favoring one hemisphere translate into making it warmer for us down on the surface of Earth? There are two effects we need to consider. When we lean into the sun, sunlight hits us at a more direct angle and is more effective at heating Earth's surface. You can get a similar effect by shining a flashlight onto a wall. If you shine the flashlight straight on, you get an intense spot of light on the wall. However, if you hold the flashlight at an angle, if the wall leans out of the beam, then the spot of light is more spread out. Like the straight on light, the sunlight in June is more direct and intense in the Northern Hemisphere and hence more effective at heating. The second effect has to do with the length of time the sun spends above the horizon, which causes the hours of daylight to increase in summer and decrease in winter. In June, the sun is north of the celestial equator, which is the projection into space of Earth's equator. At this point, the sun spends more time with those who live in the northern hemisphere. It rises high in the sky and is above the horizon in the United States for as long as 15 hours. Thus, the sun not only heats us with more direct rays, but it also has more time to do it each day. In December, when the sun is south of the celestial equator, the situation is reversed. On or about June 21st, the date those who live in the Northern Hemisphere call the summer solstice or sometimes the first day of summer, the sun shines down most directly upon the Northern Hemisphere of Earth. It appears about 23 degrees north of the equator, and thus, on that date, it passes through the zenith of places on Earth that are at 23 degrees north latitude to a person at 23 degrees north near Hawaii, for example, the sun is directly overhead at noon. This latitude, where the sun can appear at the zenith at noon on the first day of summer, is called the Tropic of Cancer. The sun's rays also shine down all around the North Pole at the solstice. As Earth turns on its axis, the North Pole is continuously illuminated by the sun all places within 23 degrees of the pole have sunshine for 24 hours. That circle of latitude is called the Arctic Circle. The sun is as far north on this date as it can get. Many early cultures scheduled special events around the summer solstice to celebrate the longest days and thank their gods for making the weather warm. This required people to keep track of the lengths of the days and the northward trek of the sun in order to know the right day for the party. However, on June 21st, all places within 23 degrees of the South Pole, that is, south of what is called the Antarctic Circle, do not see the sun at all for 24 hours. The situation is reversed six months later, around December 21st. The date of the winter solstice, or the first day of winter in the northern hemisphere. Now it is the Arctic Circle that has the 24 hour night, and the Antarctic Circle that has the midnight sun. At latitude 23 degrees south, called the Tropic of Capricorn, the sun passes through the zenith at noon. Days are longer in the southern hemisphere and shorter in the north. In the United States and southern Europe, there may be only 9 or 10 hours of sunshine during the day. It is winter in the Northern Hemisphere and summer in the Southern Hemisphere. Many cultures that developed some distance north of the equator have a celebration around December 21st to help people deal with the depressing lack of sunlight and the often dangerously cold temperatures. Originally, This was often a time for huddling with family and friends, for sharing the reserves of food and drink, and for rituals asking the gods to return the light and heat and turn the cycle of the seasons around. Many cultures constructed elaborate devices for anticipating when the shortest day of the year was coming. Stonehenge in England is probably one such device. In modern times, The winter solstice tradition continues with various holiday celebrations around the December date. Halfway between the solstices, on about March 21st and September 21st, the Sun is on the celestial equator. From Earth, it appears above the planet's equator and favors neither hemisphere. Every place on Earth then receives roughly 12 hours of sunshine, and 12 hours of night. The points where the sun crosses the celestial equator are called the vernal, spring, and autumnal, fall, equinoxes. The seasonal effects are different at different latitudes on Earth. Near the equator, for instance, all seasons are much the same. Every day of the year, the sun is up half the time, so there are approximately 12 hours of sunshine and 12 hours of night. Local residents define the seasons by the amount of rain, wet season, and dry season, rather than by the amount of sunlight. As one travels north or south, the seasons become more pronounced, until the extreme cases in the Arctic and Antarctic are reached. At the North Pole, all celestial objects that are north of the celestial equator are always above the horizon, and as Earth turns, circle around parallel to it. The Sun is north of the celestial equator from about March 21st to September 21st, so at the North Pole, the Sun rises when it reaches the vernal equinox and sets when it reaches the autumnal equinox. Each year, There are six months of sunshine at
1: each poll, followed by six months of darkness. Here are the
0: types of questions you will encounter on the test. GIST content questions will ask you to identify a main topic or idea. They are structured as, what is the lecture mainly about? Or, what are the students mainly discussing? Gist purpose questions are similar, and they will ask you to identify the main purpose of a lecture or conversation. They are structured as, why does the student say? Or, what's the main purpose of? You will have either a gist content or gist purpose question in each listening passage. What is the lecture mainly about? A. Why certain cultural celebrations coincide with the change in seasons. B. Why different parts of the earth experience opposing amounts of sunlight at different times. C. How the sun heats the earth. D. The way
1: the tilt of the earth's axis shifts. Let's eliminate incorrect answers. A is incorrect. While this is mentioned toward
0: the end of the lecture, this is a minor detail and the lecture does not spend much time discussing these ideas. C is incorrect. The lecture does discuss this idea in depth, but the reason it is discussed is to explain why the seasons are experienced differently in the different hemispheres. D is incorrect for the same reason as C. This explains why the seasons happen and is a supporting point for the overall main idea. The correct answer is B. The majority of the lecture discusses the reasons why Earth experiences seasons, as well as why the seasons are different in different parts of the world. Detail questions require you to understand and remember important details of a conversation or lecture. The answer will always be directly stated in the audio. They include phrases like, according to, and what is. According to the speaker, the length of time the sun spends above the horizon causes hours of daylight to do what in summer and what in winter? A. Increase in summer and decrease in winter. B. Decrease in summer and increase in winter. C. Stay constant
1: for six months. D. Be absent for six months. B is incorrect because it is directly contrary to what the lecture
0: states. C is incorrect. The hours of daylight are constant only at the poles. D is incorrect for the same reason as C. Only the North and South Poles experience the absence of sunlight for six months. The correct answer is A, and it can be found in this sentence. The second effect has to do with the length of time the sun spends above the horizon, which causes the hours of daylight to increase in summer and decrease in winter. Function questions ask you to identify the meaning of a statement in a given context. The real meaning will be different from the literal meaning. The speaker may be agreeing, disagreeing, recommending, questioning, or confirming something. These questions include phrases like, What does the speaker mean when they say? Or, Why does the student say? What does the speaker mean when they say? Many people have believed that the seasons were the result of the changing distance between the Earth and the Sun. This sounds reasonable at first. It should be colder when the Earth is farther from the Sun. A. People have reasonable beliefs about why the seasons change. B. The changing distance between the Earth and the Sun is responsible for changes in temperature. C. It is colder when the Earth is farther from the Sun. D.
1: People's beliefs about the changing of the seasons are scientifically incorrect. A is incorrect because it is contrary to what the lecture states.
0: The lecture states that this seems reasonable, which means that it is not. B is incorrect because it is also contrary to what the lecture states. The lecture goes on to state that the change in Earth's distance from the Sun is not enough to cause significant variations in the Sun's heating. This means that this changing distance does not affect Earth's temperature. C is incorrect for the same reason as B. Because the change in distance does not affect Earth's temperature, Earth is not colder when it is farther from the Sun. The correct answer is D. The key phrase is, but the facts don't bear out this hypothesis. This means that the scientific facts of the seasons do not support the belief that the seasons change because the distance between Earth and the sun changes. These beliefs are incorrect. Attitude questions assess whether you understand the speaker's position on or opinion of something. These questions include phrases like, What is the speaker's attitude? What does the student think about? Or, what can be inferred? What is the speaker's attitude when they say this? Many cultures constructed elaborate devices for anticipating when the shortest day of the year was coming. Stonehenge in England is probably one such device. A. Impressed. B. Critical. C.
1: Incredulous. D. Dismissive. This question requires you to know the meanings of the words in the answers. B is
0: incorrect because critical means expressing adverse or disapproving comments or judgments. The speaker does not indicate that they disapprove of these devices. C is incorrect because incredulous means unwilling or unable to believe something the speaker does not indicate that they do not believe these devices were used to anticipate the shortest day of the year. D is incorrect, because dismissive means feeling or showing that something is unworthy of consideration. Because calling the devices elaborate indicates that they are worthy of admiration, the speaker cannot be dismissive toward them. The correct answer is A. Impressed means feeling or showing admiration or respect for someone or something. By calling the devices elaborate, the speaker suggests that they are worthy of admiration. Organization questions ask about the overall organization or relationship between two parts of a conversation or lecture. The questions are often phrased as, Why does the speaker mention? Or, Why does the speaker discuss? Why does the speaker mention that those who live near the equator define the seasons by the amount of rain? A. To show that the seasons don't matter near the equator. B. To provide evidence for the claim that there are equal hours of day and night at the equator. C. To show that the seasons are experienced differently at different latitudes. D. To describe how the seasons can
1: be extreme at certain locations. A is incorrect, because the speaker never implies that the seasons don't matter. B is incorrect.
0: Equal hours of day and night at the equator is a proven fact, not a claim. D is incorrect. The seasons can be extreme in certain locations, but this is at the poles and not at the equator. The correct answer is C. The answer can be found in this sentence. The seasonal effects are different at different latitudes on Earth. Connecting content questions assess your understanding of the relationship between ideas in a conversation or lecture. You'll need to connect information from different sentences or different parts of the audio in order to answer these. You may be asked to identify steps in a process, identify a cause and effect relationship, classify items, or make predictions. You may also be asked to fill in a chart or table. Questions of this type may be structured as, what is the likely outcome of? What would be the likely birthday weather forecast for someone at an Antarctic research station who was born on Christmas Day? A. Very sunny. B.
1: No sun. C. Rainy. D. No rain. B is incorrect, because it is the Arctic Circle that experiences
0: no sun in December. C is incorrect, because the lecture does not make any statements about the amount of rain Antarctica receives at different points in the year. D is incorrect for the same reason as C. This means that the correct answer is A. The lecture states that around December 21st, The Arctic Circle has the 24-hour night, and the Antarctic Circle has the midnight sun. It is winter in the Northern Hemisphere and summer in the Southern Hemisphere. This means that someone who celebrates their birthday on December 25th in Antarctica could expect the day to be very sunny. Inference questions ask you to draw conclusions or predict outcomes based on the lecture or conversation you've heard. They show you understand the meaning of something not directly stated. These questions may include phrases like, What are the implications of? What does the speaker imply? Or, What can be inferred? What can be inferred about the change in seasons you would experience if you traveled from the North Pole to the South Pole in February? A. You would go from cold weather to warm weather. B You would go from warm weather to cold weather
1: C You would go from day to night D You would go from night to day To answer this question, we can rely on the same
0: information we used to answer the connecting content question. We know that the Arctic Circle experiences constant darkness in winter. In fact, it is night from September 21st to March 21st at the North Pole. We also know that the hemispheres experience opposite seasons. A is incorrect. This answer may be tempting, but the lecture does not tell us about the temperature of the weather during this time. We may assume that the weather is colder when there is no sun, but the only facts we have discuss the amount of sunshine and darkness at the poles. B is incorrect for the same reason as A. We do not have enough information to come to this conclusion. C is incorrect because it is opposite to what the lecture states. The North Pole experiences constant darkness during this time, but this answer implies that the North Pole experiences constant daylight during this time. This means that the correct answer is D. The South Pole experiences six months of daylight, while the North Pole experiences six months of darkness in February. A person traveling from the North Pole to the South Pole in February would go from night to day. Here are some tips to help you improve your listening skills and get a higher score on the test. Listen specifically to academic-style material in English. Look for podcasts or videos that talk about academic subjects. Documentaries and nonfiction audiobooks are also good for this. News programs and podcasts can be good places to hear conversations. Practice taking notes as you listen. This will help improve your ability to take notes and listen to a text at the same time, which is a skill by itself. The more you do this, the less likely you'll be to miss important information in the audio. Listen to audio content twice. The first time, take notes on the main ideas. The second time, take notes on the smaller details. This will improve your note-taking abilities. Work with a tutor who can help you identify the main ideas and supporting details in a lecture. Ask them questions to ensure you understand every passage you listen to, or have them read articles to you while you listen and take notes. This will train your ability to understand common spoken English. I hope this guide to the TOEFL listening section will help you achieve the score you desire on your exam. The text for these questions is based on information in astronomy by Andrew Fracknoy, David Morrison and Sydney C. Wolf. This text can be accessed for free at the link in the description. To learn more about the TOEFL, visit the official site at ets.org/toefl/test-takers. To find more presentations on English language learning and writing, as well as study materials, please visit the website at lovelangrye.com. For access to content designed for all levels—beginner, intermediate, advanced, and TOEFL— please visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thank you for watching, and happy language learning!